Emotions, I always say, are not the problem. It's our reactions to them. That's what creates a lot of tension and conflict and fearful and negative thinking. So the way emotions can support you is when you give yourself permission, like you just said, to process them. When they are left unprocessed in your body, they literally sit inside of you and it's kind of like pollution. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 350 with guest Sherrianna Boyle. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Today, I have a guest coming on talking about emotions. I met Sherriana at an event in the very beginning of March and talked to her, learned about her work, knew I had to have her come on and talk to you all about her work. And she will talk a little bit about a method that she created called the Cleanse Method. It's an acronym. We'll talk about it in the show. And afterwards, she was gracious enough to shoot me a text message. And she's like, hey, if you want me to take you through the method, I'm happy to do that. So I hopped on the phone with her. She took me through it. It was such an extraordinary experience. I cannot say enough how important it is. I mean, I've talked about it a lot. (laughs) To actually do things, methodology, take action on learning different ways to feel your feelings. I think it's something that Sometimes it feels like it should be innate, but we live in a culture where a lot of us have anxiety. A lot of us were never taught how to do this. It seems very kind of esoteric and out there. And what does it actually look like? And I love learning different ways to do this, different tools to do this. So I'm excited for you to have this opportunity to hear about her work. Also, if you are looking for some extra support, we have some openings for private coaching with my lovely and amazing, talented, fantastic associate coach, Liz, over here at Your Kick-Ass Life. So head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash coaching to fill out an application, and we will be in touch to see if it is a fantastic fit for you to work with Liz. All right, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Sherrianna Boyle is a best-selling author of eight books, including her latest, Emotional Detox, Seven Steps to Releasing Toxicity and Energizing Joy, and her new book, Emotional Detox for Anxiety. She is an adjunct psychology professor, former school psychologist, founder of Emotional Detox Coaching, Cleanse Yoga, and the Cleanse Method. Her work has been featured in Psychology Today, Prevention Magazine, First Woman, Wellbeing Magazine, Yoga Journal, and more. Shariana has presented at renowned retreat centers such as Kripalu Yoga and Health Center, educating professionals and individuals on the power of processing your emotions. So without further ado, here is Shariana. Shariana, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I knew that I had to have you on the show, both when I met you and also because the topic that you talk about, I thought to myself, okay, literally everyone that listens to my podcast (laughs) needs your help (laughs) because both two things that you talk about that I love to learn more about and even do my own personal work is emotions 
And if anyone's listened to this podcast for more than you know a handful of episodes, they probably have heard me talking about that I like to say that I was emotionally illiterate for a long time. And it wasn't until I started to learn to feel my own feelings and process them and honor them and all of those great things that I truly started to heal, as well as the topic of anxiety, which mm-hmm. I know that a lot of my listeners struggle with that. So let's just, I, I want to jump in because we have so much that we need to, to talk about. And can I just start by asking you, how can emotions, maybe for the skeptic out there, but how can emotions support someone to have their best, most kick-ass life? Well, emotions, I always say, are not the problem. It's our reactions to them. That's what creates a lot of tension and conflict and fearful and negative thinking. Mm-hmm. So the way emotions can support you is when you give yourself permission, like you just said, to process them. When they are left unprocessed in your body, they literally sit inside of you and it, it's kind of like pollution or it, perhaps undigested food. If you had yeah. a piece of undigested food, you would get bloated. You would be uncomfortable. You'd be like, oh, I got to unbutton my pants. I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Where are my legs? You know? and, and you're distracted and you're preoccupied and you're just like, oh, and you get down on yourself. It's the same thing with emotions that when you just sort of lit, when you ignore them or disregard them or avoid them, they sit inside of you and they can't, they can't nourish you like they could if you just give yourself a chance to fully process them. Yeah. I'm super curious. I'm going to kind of take a step back here. I didn't have a chance to talk to you about this when we met. We didn't have enough time to really dive in, but how did you come to do this work? Like, Did you have a sort of come to Jesus moment with yourself or did you always know from a young age that this is like the kind of body slash wellness slash spiritual work that you'd be doing? How did you get here? I I believe that I've always been spiritual. I I was reading Marianne Williamson when I was 15 years old. Okay, you're one of those people. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Your read fascinates me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I remember when I was only maybe, I think I was 13, I had a babysitting job. And on the way to the babysitting job, I would pass a church. I'd walk and I remember going into the church and sitting in the back pew. And it was it was a Baptist church, which I I wasn't raised Baptist, but I was always very drawn to just the vibration and the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. So and my parents were great. They they were like, fine, you want to go to a Baptist church? Go to a Baptist church. <laughs> well, that's good that they right. just kind of let you explore your own spirituality. They, my mother, you know, I attribute a lot to her. She was always handing me books, Marianne Williamson, Leo Biscalia. You know, she was like, uh-huh. okay, read this, read that, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So going going back to the topic and you have you have eight books, is that correct? Yes, soon to be ninth. I have one you have out been there. Busy yes. lady. Yeah. Okay, the one I want to to talk to you about more specifically is is I believe that your your latest. We were trying to. I was trying to figure this out before we got started. Emotional detox for anxiety. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and these links will be in the show notes, everyone. And I I am such a huge believer in this work, having been someone who was diagnosed with 
anxiety disorder in 2003, as well as panic disorder. Mm. And also I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast. Maybe I told you this when we were having lunch together. I was also, I've had chronic hypertension since I was 17, was Mm. medicated in my twenties. It got really bad throughout my two pregnancies. And then when we, um, I got sober in 2011, we moved to North Carolina. I have did a lot of my own internal emotional work, you know, shame stuff, like you name it. I was doing a lot of it. And then suddenly my blood pressure got better. And I have not had a high reading probably in six years, and I've not been medicated in that time. So, I mean, could be a coincidence, you know, emoji shrug over here, or could be (laughs) the fact that I processed a lot of my emotions that were still living in my body, like you said, like the undigested food, and the anxiety and the high blood pressure went away. So, Mm. I'm I'm not a doctor, people. Please don't stop taking (laughs) your medication or your anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, like, can you talk to us just generally about even just the title of your book? Like it's, it's, it excites me so much. Emotional detox for anxiety. What does that mean? Mm. So emotional detox, when I talk about that, so we have the core book, emotional detox, and then emotional detox for anxiety followed that book. And so the emotional detox is based on a certain mindset. It's a foundation. I think of it like the home. And then within that book is seven steps that I put in the acronym of CLEANSE that you move through. It's a daily practice, which allows you to process your emotions. Now, Part of processing is you have to know what you're processing. So, you might have an idea of that right now, like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling this today and I think I'll process that. Yeah, I think I'll let myself process this emotion. But what I find with this formula of cleanse, that it runs super deep mm-hmm. and it really allows you not to pro- just process emotions that are coming up right now, but also things that have happened in the past as well as emotions that you might be actually picking up from other people. Because let's face it, anxiety can be very contagious. Right. Right. And if you grew up with an anxious mother or father, or you were just a kid in a classroom that was feeling your teacher's anxiety, you, you were taking that all in and not knowing what to do with it. And a lot of people kind of bury it and cover it up. And then it manifests. And so when you talk about your hypertension and the blood pressure and all this stuff, for me, what, what, comes, what comes up is that really was a manifestation of suppressed emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was ancestral also mm. that I was taking on and taking on as my own. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think a lot of us do, you know, we carry it on our shoulders and we are kind of quote unquote, the chosen ones like Harry Potter Mm -hmm. to be able to heal from it and, and, um, not just heal ourselves, but I think heal our families as well can be. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So that, that's what emotional detox is. It's that seven steps of cleanse built on a on a foundation. And in that foundation, there's some belief systems that I put in place. And one, one thing that I say is all emotions are good so long as you process them. 
Can you say that again in case people missed it? Yeah. So, (laughs) so, and this is why I had to do this to be able to process. I had to change the mindset. All emotions are good when you process them. Yeah. Right. I love that. So there's no bad emotion. No negative emotions. There's no negative emotion. Here's the other thing that emotional detox premise is based on that there's only, in my world, there's only one emotion. And that is love. Everything else is a reaction. Okay. Please say more about that. (laughs) It's because I'm like raising an eyebrow over here. I was like, okay. (laughs) I I knew you would. And that's okay. And I, and I know it might be a little different than what people are used to. I'm just telling you, I went my, my first core book, emotional detox. I actually went on an emotional detox because I went through an incredibly, I went through a breakdown. Uh-huh. And it was, it was out of my control. And I was researching emotions at the time. I had already pitched emotional detox. I had already been picked up by Simon & Schuster. Everything, my world was grand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was hit with catastrophic news. So personal life personal turned upside down. Crisis, okay. right? Okay. So at that time, I said, shit, I'm Mm -hmm. not just researching anymore for other people. This is about my own journey. And I, so I, I put myself on emotional detox. So when I say this, I'm not trying to be a smarty pants or like I know more than other people. What I'm saying is this is what helped me heal. I had to change the way I viewed emotions. Okay. In in order to process them. So emotional detox says there's only one emotion and that is love. Everything else is a reaction. And that is, that is the way I I kept myself focused and centered on this practice every single day. I would say, Sherry, honey, darling, (laughs) that's Uh me. Me, I call it, a lot of my friends call me Sherry. I'd say you're reacting. Okay. You're, you're not in love. So this means you have something coming, coming up to be cleansed. Something in you is coming up to be healed. And in the beginning, it was rampant. It was, it felt like that's all I was focusing on, but that's what I needed to focus on. Mm-hmm. I needed it to be a priority for a while. And then over time, it becomes, you create space and it's still a practice, but you're not being hit with a bajillion triggers. So it, it, you, it then turns into a practice of grounded and centeredness and you just connect to it because it feels so damn good and it actually feels, it feels more like you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, okay. that, that love is who we are, really. Yes. We, we are pure love. We are not all that other stuff. It's, it's interesting. Like I get curious around thinking about maybe a woman who has experienced trauma. When like, let's just say the example, like the Me Too movement, like maybe she's seeing what's going on, thinking about her own stories, okay, her own getting, Me Too stories. Getting triggered. Is that what you're right. saying? And then, yeah. And then she experiences anxiety around that and wants to process the emotions. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you speak to that and how, mm. what do you do in, in your work? And then I'm also curious, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm misinterpreting it. Do you consider all of those emotions love? And if so, how do you, what's the perspective on that? I think is my question. 
No, I consider those to be triggers. So okay. I, I can imagine that the Me Too movement, I know that a lot of people got triggered by that. And I, and I know for some people that they felt supported and like, wow, I can finally come out and talk about it. So there was a lot of good things that came from that. And I'm not saying we, we shouldn't still move in that direction. So then the emotional detox philosophy, you feel first and then you speak. So a lot of what's happening is people are getting triggered Mm -hmm. and they're acting or they're reacting. They're going on social media and making an announcement or they're, you know, whatever they're doing and they're missing the feeling part. So reactions are part of the pattern. And if we really want to clear the patterns that all of these acts are based on, on trauma, then we have to feel the feelings. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling people not to do something different. I'm saying feel first and then speak if necessary, because we lose sight of the fact that when we fully process a feeling, the energy changes and the pattern is no longer the same. And you have to trust that that is making a huge contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. okay, yes. So I would, I would say to that woman, so as far as love, yes, it's transformed into love when you feel it. And then you come from a place. I really learned how to do that. And I feel like I'm I hopefully my intention was to be an illustration. My emotional detox, the core book, when I wrote emotional detox and I was coming out of that emotional trauma that I went through, I went through very deep betrayal. I mean, extremely awful Mm -hmm. stuff. And, uh, and I had to, I had to learn to love to tap into love and forgiveness. Yeah. And and so I feel like that book is a real great way to not just tell people how to do it, but it shows an illustration in the way that I tell that story because mm-hmm. it's it's really all about love. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Pure unconditional love. And I love that you put forgiveness in there too. And I think for me personally, that's been years and years and years of work that I've had to do, you know, coming out of a a relationship where there was deep, deep betrayal. And there were other layers on it as well. It wasn't just the betrayal. It was so many kind of other ancillary things that were going on. And I I love, and I'm, I'm super, I'm clear on it now. Thank Mm. you for the explanation. It's, It's super helpful. I'm curious about the process of feeling your feelings. What do you have to say about, you know, because I've, I've heard some people say the best way for me to process my feelings is to sort of go inward and get really quiet and I need some time and space to do that. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, am a person who I feel like I process my feelings through talking about them. Like I don't even know what's going on until I either write about it or I say things out loud. So I'm, 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 I'm curious about your expertise on that. Like, is it based on your personality? Is it based on just random, whatever's going on in their life? What does that look like? I think it's what you're, what you're asking it. What the way we could frame this is how do you know when you've processed a feeling? Exactly. You asked it better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) 
How do you know that you're doing it? I don't know if correct is the right way. How do you do How do you know you're doing it effectively? I think is the also what I yeah. want to know. Because you're right. I mean, there isn't one way, and there isn't a right or a wrong way to do it. I'm just offering. I'm offering seven steps for that, mm-hmm. and they build on each other. That's why there's seven, and they work seamlessly together. But what I hear you saying is you're already aware when you've processed and how do we know? So we know because we've, we feel grounded, mm-hmm. we feel centered, we feel safe, we feel calm, and we feel connected and content. And notice I didn't say like, you know, positive because right. I think sometimes people expect to just be like, oh, I'm going to be this. Yeah. You know, and, Mm -hmm. and that's actually, I, I find, I find people get very just, wow. I, I just feel happy Mm -hmm. with the way things are kind of thing. I don't need to change or fix or live up to anything. I can just be me. And I think that's the best part. You just feel like, Wow, I'm I'm me, I'm myself, and I feel so good in that space. That feels amazing. Like I want to sign up for that. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I give you all my money? Yes. Okay. Emotional detox and emotional detox for anxiety. Again, the links are in the show notes, everybody. Those are the the two that I think people would be the most interested in. Um, All right, let's move into, you know, you mentioned positivity and and happiness. So I know that you often talk about activating joy and that's the Mm. A in your cleanse system. Yes. So what do you, can you say more about that and and how can that be done? Yeah. So the way the formula works is it starts with that C and the clear reactivity and then the looking in, what is the L and then the E is, is emit and that's the transformation of the energy. That's when you start, that's when the current starts to kick in. And then the A, once you get that current of vibration happening, that really opens up your ability to visualize and imagine and feel what it is that you are creating. And so when we're in reactivity, we don't have that. Have you ever noticed that, Andrea? Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. we're in reactivity, we can't we can't see the big picture. Mm-hmm. We can't completely closed off. Yeah, you get blocked. You can't see it. All you all you see is what's going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 your faults and and all you hear. So, I always see the other person's faults, really not my own. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Who can I blame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, do, I, I get it. I, I've been there too, and sometimes I can slide there. I mean, there, there's no perfect, but the more I cleanse, the more I become aware of it. Uh, so, so yeah, the A is really once you go through those first steps, you're you're basically set up in a way where you're able to now open up and you see it's basically a new perspective. Mm-hmm. And as that perspective, it, it's really quite magical, the cleanse. What I have learned is that there's aspects in ourselves that are looking to be developed. And they're often the opposite of, what, of how we've been reacting. Yeah. And, and that 
it's it's like they're just looking to blossom through us and that a is when that realization comes to be and you're like wow this is looking to emerge through me confidence and and love and empowerment this is looking to come through now and so now you that's why these steps go in order and then after that you're moving into this surrender space which you know you found the the a and then the n and surrender is is can i allow this can i choose really i mean it, it's it's like the universe saying honey it's all right here you can see it it's here you can feel it you can touch it now you my friend you have to choose it you have to allow it because this is this is your free will and your gift and that's the surrender step hmm. okay I, I want. I'm excited to talk about surrender because it's like one of my one of my favorite topics <laughs> of many in yeah. personal development. Mm. But I, I'm I'm having this question that's kind of like tapping me on the shoulder because I think there's so many people who can kind of identify as this type of person. I have a I have a decent amount of listeners who, and I know this because I am doing research for for my own book, who mm. have really spent a lot of time numbing out, checking out. You know, it's become. Sort of their go-to as a way to avoid feeling what they probably think are negative feelings. Mm-hmm. And do you get people who come to you to work with you who have been in that place? Yeah. And if you do, where would you start with them? So, like, these are the people who are, are pretty pretty disconnected from their own feelings, from their own bodies. Yeah, I do. I I do, and I I've had. I, I also have training as I have a psychology background and thank God, you know, there are moments where I'm like, thank God I have this background because, you know, I've had some really scary people that are suicidal and people who are come, depressed, depression. And what's amazing is when we go through the cleanse and then they they get in touch with themselves and we, we start to make progress on, okay, you know, it's time for you to get some help, right? And start to sort of accept. It's always fascinating to me how people's uh, addictions start to come through. Mm-hmm. And Say more about that. Like what kind of addictions? <sighs> addicted to smoking pot, to drinking. So really anything. Anything. Okay. Anything. And... Yeah, food. Mm-hmm. And it really is just another form of, of suppression. It's a way that they've learned how to manage and and press down what they feel and numb, like you said, mm-hmm. those emotions and cope. And now we're learning that that did not serve us. And there's just so much, like you said, when you cleanse I agree with you that you ch- you don't just heal it for yourself. You heal it for your family line. You heal it for your children. You you heal it for society. It's a lot to carry sometimes. That's like the, the that just came to me as you were saying all of that, and I was thinking about my own mm. experience. See, see, that's something I would throw in a cleanse. Okay, say more. <laughs> I, that. What you just said, I would a lot to carry that belief system. 
And yeah, which I don't think I should have followed that up with like, I don't think it's anyone's responsibility to carry, but it can feel like a lot to carry. Do you know what I mean? Like when your eyes first open up to what's actually happening? Sure. Sure. And I, and I think that is an opportunity to cleanse it. And that's how you, you know, the more you cleanse, the more you start to pick up on, oh my gosh, have I heard myself say this a few times now? Do I Mm -hmm. say it's a lot? And I mean, you, you know, Andrea, you are, you're, 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 you're doing a lot for the world. I just want to acknowledge you and for women. And, you know, I really admire your work and, and your, your dedication. Um, so it, it can feel that way, but I think that if we hear ourselves repeat something, that is an indication that you have some emotions coming up that are looking to be healed to support you in this journey, mm-hmm. no matter what your journey is. So I say, you know, listen up for those little repetitions, stick them in the cleanse because you're going to get some energy from that. And once you get some energy, because you get energy when you process the emotions, and when I speak energy, I'm speaking vibration, I'm speaking an elevated consciousness, the universe is trying to help you. They're saying, Mm -hmm. let's let's blow the doors off this puppy and let's, you know, because I'm going to be honest with you, I also channel <laughs> I, oh gosh, I do I know that about you. Yeah, I you know a lot is of people it always say, the same energy, or is well, it I'm starting to channel with you right now, and I, I, I um, n- well, no, I ch- I just start getting information, and yeah, and so when you hear that, I'm just saying I would I would take advantage of that because when you digest that statement. And you get and you feel the emotions around that, you're gonna get energy and you're gonna blow the freaking doors off whatever you're creating. Okay, stop it. Okay. Hold it right there. I'm just giving you a little reading. I, okay. <laughs> okay. Selfishly, we are turning this podcast, we're taking a right turn down Andrea's personal um session with Sherriana. And no, I think I, I think it'll be helpful for people because yeah. what I was thinking when we were saying that mm. is yes. I mean, I think kind of what you're what you're getting mm. at is I need to do my own work around this. And I'm currently doing it. I don't know if that's what you were sniffing out. And yeah. what's also interesting is that um when I first realized that I was carrying, I've known for a long time that I've had a core belief mm. that I am responsible for everyone's feelings. I think that's pretty common, especially with women. Yeah. And I especially felt that. I remember being in my 20s and my therapist saying multiple times in her in her office saying, Andrea, you are not responsible for your father's feelings. You're not, my father struggled with depression and anxiety. Mm. And I felt the need to, to caretake for his feelings. I think a lot of, especially women struggle with that. So my point is, is that when I sort of realized that I had healing to do around this Mm. and it wasn't just my own, Mm -hmm. at first I was angry because I was like, fuck all y'all. Y'all need to be doing your work. Why, why do I have to, like, I have to do everything around here. You know, like the total mom thing. Uh And then I got through that and was like, okay, it's not just, 
it's not, it's for me, you know, it's not, it's not always just, you know, about doing the work for other people. It's for me, but I, I reached this point and it was sort of like the edge where I had tremendous fear of opening it up because it was that whole, if I open up Pandora's box, Mm. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop crying. And I, uh, I think that that's common that mm. when women come to this work and realize like sort of their eyes open up, like, okay, I need to do this work. You know, maybe mm. they're listening to the show and they're like, I'm, I'm going to go to Amazon and buy, buy your book or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they read the book or they listen to more of your podcast and they're like, oh shit. Mm. Then they sort of stop. And I call that the point of no return where you're in. <laughs> but you're not mm-hmm. you're not really in. Yeah. You have the awareness and you are pretty scared about what you're going to find out, what you're going to uncover and it's a, it's a matter of self-trust. Yeah. You know, do I trust myself enough that I can walk through this fire and be okay on the other end? I mean, cuz you and I can sit here and tell all the listeners, mm. yes, you're going to be okay and yeah. you're going to be even more courageous and more confident on the other side having gone through that but yeah. it's easy for us to tell people before they experience so what do you tell your clients in those moments of tremendous fear when they they have so much um just for some it's terror about what they're going to walk into yeah so the way in the emotional detox perspective is you is you always cleanse what's coming up in the now and what I mean by that is you could you could trail off into the future, the fear, but I always say, take a little pressure off yourself and just just focus on the small things that are coming up day to day and put that into the cleanse. So what I mean by that is so something small that triggers you like. I don't know, just something little, like I don't, maybe maybe you, someone says something a certain way, and mm-hmm. you didn't like their, the way their tone of voice made you feel, or a comment. Use those little moments where you get a little annoyed or irritated, or you're you get a little charged by it, and put those little things into the cleanse. Don't go for the for the kid, you know, the whole. So we don't have to think about like our thousands of ancestors that came before us and all of their trauma. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like we, we don't need to, but here's the other thing. It doesn't mean we're not tackling that when we go to the now. So go to closest. So I always say to my clients, what's come up for you even today? So even if I asked you today, Andrea, and I said, Okay, what's what's most what was most pressing on your mind today? Like one thing that that is you can't really get out of your head, or that might be bothering you, or that you're just it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be bothering you, but it's just kind of kind of uh, a little bit loud today. What would you say? I know it's early. <laughs> um, I know I can't say anything today because you're my first call and it's like first thing in the morning. Yeah, I think I think just worry. I mean, we're recording this in, what is it? Late May. We're in a global pandemic and I'm worried Mm -hmm. about the world at large. I'm worried about people being evicted from their homes. I'm worried mostly to to bring it on on a personal level. I'm worried about making a choice. We might be changing schools for one of my kids and I'm worried that I'm making a wrong choice. Okay. 
So, wow, you wake up with some big stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> the future of my child. Just no a problem. little little pressure on yourself there, right? The whole world. She's yeah. So so oh, yeah. <laughs> So well, and there's like, you know, the headline yeah. of people being evicted. And I'm like, so all these, oh, it's just awful. It's if awful. that's your experience, that's your experience. I'm not going to tell you to change your experience. I'm going to say, okay, if that's, if that's what you wake up with, then that's what you cleanse. Then you, then you would move through those seven steps and, and you would say, okay, this is something that's on my mind quite a bit. It keeps mm-hmm. coming back. And, and there's something that when you process your feelings around this, that you're going to get a tremendous amount of energy and it, and it won't maybe, you know, maybe it's pressing because when you get that energy and contribute to the planet, maybe it's going to serve that, the planet in in tremendous ways. How do you Mm -hmm. not know that the divine isn't, isn't working through you, which I, you know, that is happening, of course, happening with everybody. All of us, yeah, all of us are vehicles for, of transformation. And, and it's just a matter of whether we're going to listen and tune in and treat your bodies and your breath as, as a, a conduit. Yeah. Right. I need to read uh, Return to Love again. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If anyone that doesn't know, it's Marianne Williamson. I read it a while Mm. ago and I highlighted so much of it. It's pretty, I don't know if heavy is the right word. It's, it's rich. It's almost decadent Mm -hmm. to the point like fudge, you know, like fudges and you're like, I can only have, I personally can only have like a little bit before I'm like, Oh, it's a lot. Mm. That's how I feel about that book. Yeah. So you, in other words, we take what's happening in the moment if it's if it's on your brain, you're already in a trigger. If you're mm-hmm. thinking, one of the signs of triggers is chronic thinking, which is also happens. To I be don't the think anybody listening a- struggles with that. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are team overthinkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if it, whatever you're overthinking needs to be cleansed, and then if you still need to think about it and attend to it. By all means, go for it. But very often what happens once you feel the feelings around it, you give yourself some space and you realize, you know what? I'm really okay letting this roll out and and trusting that it will all work out the way it needs to work out, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we, we interfere with our own emotional processing very often with overthinking. We're interfering basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I want to circle around and ask you about surrender. And Mm. this, the topic of surrender came really under the microscope for me in 2016 when my father died. I had never lost anyone before. I had never experienced that level of grief. Mm. And I think before it happened, I had always tried to prepare myself. Like this is how, this is how you do grief. And I had Mm. heard people talk about it and sort of daydreamed about what it would look like for me. I know that seems like a weird word, but I wanted to plan, you know, it's like Mm. any way I can control this, I want to do it. And then it happened and it was like, you know, the universe thought that was hilarious that I tried to like Mm. prepare myself for it. And anyway, surrender became something that I dove into as a process, not just a feeling or a quick experience or anything like that. So I'm curious 
to hear what you have to say about surrender? Well, I don't think it's the same as letting go. No, I don't either. And I think letting go when you tell yourself, at least for me, when I say, oh, just let it go, or someone else says to me, just let it go. I don't really feel that works. I feel it, if anything, it interrupts emotional processing. I talk about it in emotional detox, and then I replace it with the word surrender. I find surrender has more movement, has more energetic vibration, and it feels more natural. And it, there's a there's a relief to it. There's a uh, on the other side of surrender is trust. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's and I'm going to say again that's what's looking to be emerged in you is trust. I think that's been the key, the key component in learning to process my own feelings and emotions and experiences is trust a couple a couple of things trust that i can handle it that i was born for this i was literally made <laughs> for mm-hmm. difficult things to happen and to be able to walk through them and have it become the building blocks of who i am as a human being who i am mm-hmm. as a woman mm-hmm. that part of trust for sure also that I can use the experience and have clarity for it to sort of pave the way in my future experiences and the work that I do here, as well as as a parent and a friend and a wife and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then also trusting that, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth. I'm curious what you think. Like I'm trusting that and really believing that the whole like everything happens for a reason and and things like that. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, there are some shitty things Mm. that happen and I, Mm. and it feels like spiritual bypassing to tell someone that whose, whose child died Mm. hard death that Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. Because I'm sorry, if that happened to me, I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself with Honestly, no, no, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, lost my, my train of thought there, but in in regards to trust, just trusting mostly, I think Mm. the bottom line of it is that, that, that hard times can be in service to us. Yeah. I mean, when I, when you were just sharing that, I agree with you that statement, everything happens for a reason. I think people say that, Andrea, because I think that's the way that they're dealing with and coping with their own emotions. It's not the other person. It's it's not about the person they're trying to be sympathetic to. It's about them. That is the way that they put a halt to having an experience with their own feelings. They say, everything happens for a reason. Hmm. Yeah, right. I, I agree. It's with a man. That. It's a management thing. It's it's about sure. them, right? And I know, and it can be insulting to another person. But I always say again, the emotional detox perspective says, if you're the one who gets triggered, then you're the one 
who needs to cleanse. Even if the other person was an asshole or said something mm-hmm. stupid, it's your responsibility to cleanse. So yeah. the other thing about trust, which is interesting, we can talk about trust. That's an interesting topic. We all we all understand that we everyone is looking to develop that quality that in themselves. And what I say is what's coming up is cleansing the fear of mistrust or distrust. Mm. Okay. I like that perspective. Mm. It feels a little bit an easier entry point. Yeah. Let's walk into trust when you've spent a lifetime of mistrusting. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. That's that's, That's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the fear of distrust or mistrust. Yeah. We'll have to have you on again and dive into that because I feel like that's a whole conversation. I, I love the topic of trust. It's when I redid my values, my core values, I think it was last year, that was one of them that I put on there that I had never had before. And I found mm. it interesting that it just was something that was important in my life at the moment to, to learn how to walk into that but I, I love your perspective as well. So I'm just going to flip through for people the, the acronym cleanse. The seven steps include clear, look inward, emit, activate joy, nourish, surrender, and ease. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I need to have you on again so we can talk more about those steps. Sure. And I know that they're out of order and everything, but everyone can go over to um, wherever books are sold, Amazon, Emotional Detox for Anxiety, as well as Emotional Detox and your many other books, sherryannaboyle.com. All those links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. This has been such a pleasure. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Everyone, you know how much I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. And and until next time, everyone, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 